This episode of Open Ed is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so enjoy the show. So I split my pants um, earlier on the way over here, and I have to take a lift home because it's it's getting to the point where like I can't walk. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, that happened to me. Like, uh, fuck, that happened to me like last oh, really? week. And yo, it was like I was like right at the end of my day, and like I bent over to tie my shoe, and then it just like was like yeah. And I was just yep. like, yo. So it was just like everything in me, like while I was walking, I was just like making sure my legs were like, yeah, like, really exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, and then just making sure like there was like a no kind of like leg spreading yeah. at all in any situation. Cause I was like, yo, you know, I, I like love my legs and everything, but I don't want to give people. Yeah. A show. Like same with me. Like, um, I, um, I was at the bus stop and I stood up, like, this was like maybe 20 minutes before I came in here, but like I was at the Halston, the, uh, the Ashland bus stop over in Irving Park and I stood up yeah. like, well, all right, we're out here. <laughs> I, started, I felt the draft come up my my, 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 my hoo ha. Like, Ooh, yep, it's yep, cool yep. down there. Oh, yeah. It's kind of nice. It's got yep. some, some tropical vibes going oh, on down great. there. But um, yep. Oh, God. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Hey. Hey. I guess this is another episode of Open Ended. Yes, uh, with two best friends for the lines of fiction and fact. I'm Cher Vincent. Yeah. And today, I think it's going to be mostly fact. Yep. The facts. <laughs> we're showing the receipts. Showing the car facts. All right. Anyway, I'm, I'm James. <laughs> so how are you doing? Good. Um, it's been a very, very busy couple of weeks. Um, just doing a lot. Um, got a lot of projects, spinning plates, and all that jam. But I think things are coming into fruition, and I'm excited. Um, I haven't actually announced it on the show yet, but I am a Third Coast resident for the Clear Coast Radio Residency that's coming up um, in mid-April. James did it last year, and he worked on Basket Case, and this time around, I'm working on a audio project called It's All Relative, which talks about the inter- intricate web of siblings in brown communities, and I'm very excited about it. got a couple of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks to record, and um also it's a part documentary between me and my sister kim who is a past guest of the open-ended yeah and if you have no idea what like third coast and everything is just like third coast is kind of like what like the grammys or like the oscars of radio essentially it's like a mix of that and like it's a mix of just like i look at it as like at least a residency is kind of like summer camp for yeah. radio nerds where just people kind of go to the third coast residency with a radio idea they work on it and then at the end they come out with this like product and then they just like do critique and all that stuff while at the residency mm-hmm. yeah so it's really cool that i was chosen um honestly it wasn't well obviously because you're great but duh. thank you i appreciate that wasn't fishing yeah. for a compliment i promise but no but i know it's just like, i know but i was just gonna throw you, you one um <laughs> caught, I did. It. I caught it with my teeth <laughs> um <laughs> but <laughs> Ew. but okay i just thought of like us like sharing like a french fry and i was like a little like grossed uh, out by it whatever you liked it um 
It was a long French fry, <laughs> like curly cute. Um, but I'm also just really excited to hear and meet all the other radio producers because there's so many other really cool projects that are happening. Um, one project is about this family, and um, one of I think I believe it was the father. He's on his way to jail and just like seeing like a trial and seeing how he's transitioning from uh, the outside world into prison which sounds super fascinating. Mm. Um, there's another story about, um, I believe, um, refugees, um, Syrian refugees. Like, There's a lot of really important projects and really important stories that are being crafted in the residency this year that I am just so excited to like talk to and pick um, um, and I don't know. I'm just very like ah giddy about it. So that's happening. As yeah, you should that's be. happening. And there's a few other things too that I can't announce quite yet. But um, yeah, it's just shh. It's yeah, cool. I know. And guess what? I know. <laughs> and I'm just giddy. Right here. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting times. But uh, what about you, man? You're like blowing the fuck up with uh, a a new. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Like <laughs> I'm literally just like chilling in my house right now. I, I'm wearing a head. Oh, I'm wearing a do rag. He really and is. I'm he's, just like <laughs> he's in his comfy comps. And yeah, yeah, we're, we're yeah we're we're video chatting while we're talking, so it's like kind of weird because you're sitting right where we used to when we were I in the know. same place. But yeah, and the best I'm, part, I'm it, like it's, I'm such a fucking dork right now. But like I have you elevated on a bunch of boxes, so and right across from me, so it's like you're sitting across the table from me. So it's like yes, my exactly. height. exactly. It's your height. So it's like, so it's like you're right yeah. here. Right here. Yeah, oh, I know. Gosh. Well, I have in, in, in my desktop window, I have you like elevated in the Aww. window. So so you're at a height. But but yeah, I mean like, so so things have been crazy. Uh, whoa, problematic <laughs> term. Things have been wild. <laughs> and List. Like March Madness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quitting. I'm quitting the no. show right now. This is it. <laughs> no, I mean things have been wild here. Um, like with uh, MTV, we just uh, announced that. Uh, well, not really. That we have been working. We've honestly been working on this for like months, but I've just been keeping it on the low. So we just launched a trailer for the Rookie Which podcast. Is so exciting. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Rookie, Rookie is an online mag by Tavi Gevinson, um, extraordinaire, everything, multi hyphenate. I know everything. she's so fucking and accomplished, so, and she's and she's like, yeah, she seems hella approachable. <clears throat> like I have not met her, but oh, like, she, she is, seems, she like, is, she's incredibly. Maybe one day I will incredibly be approachable in a room, not talking to her because I, I probably just like. Eh, you're awesome. I don't want to freak her out. <laughs> uh, she's so she's so Sorry. approachable and um and just like the nicest person ever. Um, but but yeah, so like us at MTV, um, it's roughly like three to four producers. Um, we're all um putting the show together with her. Um, and the trailer's out now. I'm super proud it of it. Um, so my role good, on the show. James. Thank like, you. Yeah, and speaking of that, like my role of the show is primarily like arranging and sound design. So I um, like help with the sound design of the trailer, and like I'm um, just I'm so proud of it, and I'm so proud of you Ricky. Should be. And I'm happy that like, like it's yeah, and I'm so like, good oh man, I heard the yeah. trailer, and I was just, like, my heart like kind of like leapt up in my chest. I was like, oh my god, this is. This is yeah. your dream, James. You're doing it. I just got. I yeah. was. I felt like a mother yeah. bear, and it, like embracing her cub, I'm, and it's like I'm, this. Yeah, is I'm like it. I'm like welling up right like now. This. I'm like welling up right now because like every once in a while I'll get like a um like I also have like the login to the MTV uh 
podcast Twitter. So every once in a while, like, of course, you know, check in and, and it's just so cool to see like mentions from like other um, young group, um, young women and just seeing like how they're excited about it. I'm just like, that's so, it's so dope. It's so dope. Like, uh, like it, it it thrills me um, every, every day. (laughs) So that's been like the biggest thing right now for me. And then just like, honestly, yo, I've just been taking more time for me and I guess this like kind of goes into like what we're going to talk about today. Um, I've been really actively looking into ways to like love myself. You know what I mean? Um, And I feel like ah, we've talked about this so much, like over like all these damn episodes, like over 80 Um, and like mental health has always been like a, this inner twirling helix between like our conversations, both on air and off air. But I've been really lately like taking stock of figuring out ways how to physically love myself. Um, So like I've been, I just redid my whole wardrobe, still working on it, but kind of just like going through and Marie Kondoing like all the things that don't, I don't enjoy. I'm doing that this weekend too. And slowly, I'm getting a shit ton of clothes. Like, like through this week, I'm just donating a bunch. I'm very excited about it. So. Mm-hmm. yeah and so I've, I've been like doing that and then just like really kind of like loving like my body at my size and knowing like what shirts work well with it what um like what i feel comfortable in what i'm happy with what colors i enjoy um and then just like yo just like i don't know like embracing what my body does if that makes sense, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, well, you move. So I've been reading. And clothes that you're yeah. In and yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of embracing who you are because it's your. It's, yeah, it's the body that you have. It's the body that you're going to have for yeah. however long you have it. So you have to. Right, right. It's literally yeah. a vessel, like to me. Um, but I've been reading like a shit ton about um, fat mm-hmm. phobia, and mainly I got hella interested in this because of um, our mutual friend. And who was on the show not too long ago, uh, Rachel Adams. Um, she hit me up on um, this website called thefatnutritionist.com. Okay. And she talks about this idea of um, mindful eating. And it's this idea is like completely eliminates the idea of there are of having good foods and bad foods and saying that all foods are good foods. And this idea of like eating when you're satisfied, craving to your um, cravings and kind of like basically eliminating this idea of certain things being evil and taking the guilt out of eating you know what i mean and that has been awesome and i've personally been feeling like more like invigorated if that makes sense like i can have a day where like i'll be craving egg whites i'll have egg whites i'll be having a day where i'm craving like a three egg omelet with two things of cheese i'll have that like yesterday like i had like avocado and chicken other day i had avocado toast but then like the day before that i had three slices of pizza and like looking at it in in that type of way of being like just like on the avocado day i was not being a quote-unquote healthy eater or a better eater it was just that's what my body craved and i gave into that craving and it kind of like eliminated this idea of guilt and it's just like so fucked up that like all this guilt is like rooted in fat phobia yeah you know what i mean like it sucks. Yeah, you know, um, I was I worked out three times this week, which is good for me. But like, I've also like 
plateaued with the, like the weight, my weight loss in the last six months. I've lost 15 pounds, which is good, but then like there's still so much left to go and I haven't really been able to like figure out ways to do that. And, but then, you know, of course I beat myself up when I haven't, you know, you know, reached a certain goal or done certain things in my diet or I haven't lost anything else. And just trying not to be unkind to myself when I haven't right, reached right. that goal or reminding me or being kind to myself when I have gone to the gym, like I've gone to the gym this week, not more than more than mm-hmm. once, more than twice, you know, three times, which is really good for me. And wanting to move your body because you want, you love the way you feel after you move and not necessarily like I am doing this out of performance to like be a part of, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, Cher. Like, no, you know I what do. I mean? I know what you mean. Um, I, I know for such a long time I exercised because I just hated the way I looked. I didn't enjoy my body at all. I um, shuddered looking at myself in the mirror. I just didn't think that I was worth any kind of affection or attention. And whenever I did get those attentions or affections, I was confused or suspicious about why they decided to choose, like to love this if I couldn't love this why would anybody want to love this and so it's taken me years to like get away from that and sometimes I still fall into those pitfalls where it's like oh god I'm disgusting I'm gross but having those feelings not be the reason why I go into the gym is something that I've been working on and so going to the gym for me mm-hmm. is like, no, I'm doing this because I want to, because I want to have that, you know, quote unquote runner's high or like, you know, be able to like jumpstart my day. And every time I, every time I do go into the gym and I work out for like 45 minutes in the morning, cause I usually get up at like five to go to the gym. Cause I have a gym in my building, which is really, really convenient for me. I can go there, work out for 45 minutes and then go downstairs back to my apartment and then get ready for my my get up ready for work and get ready for my day but i feel so much better after that not just because of like you know oh man i'm one step closer to being thin but like i'm no i'm one step closer to being my better and complete self because that's how i feel when i do mm-hmm. work out and having to remind myself this is why i'm doing it not so i can you know potentially find happiness but just be able to function in the world today <laughs> right 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 and it's like and it's interesting, it's like more of like looking at weight loss as like a byproduct of loving yourself and not necessarily like the only end goal like type thing. You right. know what I'm saying? And also like, just like reminding yourself that weight loss is not the only way to self care for yourself. Right. That right. like yeah, like yeah. maybe you want a piece of cheesecake. That's part of self care, you know? It's uh, it makes you yeah. feel good, you know, in that moment. That's fine, you know. And cheesecake is cheesecake delicious. Is the best. I love cheesecake. But I actually want some <laughs> right now. And I'm like kind of mad. There's no places by You're me. in New York. <laughs> but I, I don't want to go to downtown Brooklyn but right like, now. Literally, it's called New York cheesecake. <laughs> like you're in the place. It's <laughs> <laughs> not probably the, the fucking bodega and get some Eli's cheesecake. I mean, if you really want to, fam. Oh, I actually could. I but, actually could. But like, but I digress. I got my first bodega argument, by the way. Really? Did well, not mean? really, kind of. 
Uh, of course I would. That's not I, always I just wanted some hot though, Cheetos. Sometimes those boys. <laughs> I literally just wanted some hot Cheetos, and like he was like being really weird about where they are. I'm like, I'm seeing right there. Can I just go grab them? Like they were in the window, and yeah, it was kind of great. I haven't seen a bodega cat yet, though. Aw. I've been looking. I, on the I, I, I used to have a spot hunt. by me when I lived in Harlem that had a bodega dog. <laughs> <laughs> he just like and it, like he was like not a peppy dog either. He was like at least a smooth ten years old. He was kind of just like laying there <laughs> and just kind of like yeah, yeah, what's up? I'm here. Leave me alone. Don't touch me, please. Nice. And he like smelled funny. Nice. I'm like, oh, this is kind of sad. Yeah. But also, um, also I'll make sure to let you know like uh, when I get a chopped cheese. I've been I I I, I need to go back up to Bronx oh to the Bronx, God. but I'll let you know when please I get a chopped cheese. Actually, chopped cheese are so gross. Grim. It, it's everything i love it's just cheese and meat <laughs> Grim. Uh, but yeah anyway. um but yeah like even going in that like i mean fulfilling your um self-care or your wellness uh quota shouldn't have to just only be consisting of weight loss you right, should be able right, to right. like do and what you feel is right for you in that moment without having that guilt in there Mm-hmm. yeah and that's like really like that's the dopest thing that i've been getting out of um intuitive eating and what rachel's been telling me about and all the stuff from the fat nutritionist of of just like this idea of just like again like removing guilt from any type of eating and like reclaiming eating as like a nourishing and just fucking fun activity and when i've been doing that like it's like I have honestly just been feeling like much more positive about everything because I never realized how much of my anxiety was over the perception of my body by others and kind of performing the act of making myself small in public spaces. Uh, like you, you know the feeling, yeah. right? Where it's like you know you ha- you ha- you you hop on the train and you're always worried about how people are going to perceive you or this idea of people being nervous that you are about to sit down next to them. And as of lately, I've just been like, I don't fucking care. This is a seat open. I'm going to sit down and we're all in this flying underground bus together. And, (laughs) you know, it's not a luxury. If you want it luxury, you could take a private car. But uh, like, it's, it's kind of like reclaiming that idea that like my body is, even though this is somebody's term, um, my body is not an apology. Um, it's, it's who I am. It's, it's me. You know what I mean? Nothing's wrong with it. And I think Um, too, with like, just as being a, um, a woman of size and just and you being a, a man of size it's hard to also see like things when it comes to like wellness only kind of um, targeting or representing people who do not look like us like I rarely see um, women or men or you know non or non-binary whomever I don't I never really see um, people of size represented in the self-care movement it's mm-hmm. always like a very like you know aesthetically pleasing person, mm-hmm. um, especially in even brown communities. Like it's like you know beautiful, stealthy looking black women who are you know, mm. and yeah, it's yeah yeah yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Just like, yeah. Uh, is this for me? <laughs> like it's just, yeah 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 yeah. It's the whole idea of like um like the black boy joy or like uh black yeah. magic and 
and and uh was that carefree blackness yeah. uh type stuff and it's like yeah when you see yeah and it's like very much when you look at that like intercommunity sort of like active self-love and the images that come out of it and it's just like they're all still perpetuating european um certain standards mm-hmm. of beauty even down to like a lot of them just being light yeah. skin you know at least in like in my per- particular look you know what i mean and it's just like <laughs> it's kind of this feeling i forgot who told me this or i might have just heard it on twitter and is this the idea of like you can never be disappointed if you stop looking for people to validate your yeah. existence I think it might have been Doreen. I'll just say it was Doreen. That sounds like, that sounds Doreen like probably her. said something like She's that. Yeah. So wise. Yeah. Doreen Doreen St. Felix, DST Felix yeah. on Twitter. You should follow her. But yeah, this idea of like if you're looking to be validated externally, you are going to be piss poor because either they are going to disappoint you at some point or you're gonna find fault. So it's more like you have to look within. Right. And it's kind of like this yeah. And that's like how I was feeling um, with that, like the carefree blackness, quote unquote, movement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, and (laughs) I I tend to not kind of look into those things or like look for any kind of validation in those things. Like, oh, this is great for whomever needs it or wants it. Um, I think most of my self care journey has always been kind of like within and privately and not really trying to like, you know, put a mirror to, you know, not a mirror but like kind of like radiating what's going on with me and my journey for everyone to see and make it public that this is like a private thing this is a personal thing and i always Mm. i mean at least for me it is so like having to like you know broadcast it my progress it's like Mm. not necessarily what i want to get out of it but it's capitalizing self-care yeah but i wonder i wonder if um the the problem of it is less self-care and more self-preservation yeah. like maybe if we should just retool it in that type of way because you're preserving your you know like like hell we have multiple different microaggressions that we're being thrown at day to day you know with with you you having your certain ones me having yep. my certain ones and it's less of care and more of like preservation because you have to find ways to preserve yourself when you're either going out the door or just like regular everyday shit dealing with your own thoughts um and a lot of that's private yeah most of it at least for me is and you know i try not to be not even judgmental but like you know filtering my outlook through other people's because as long because like every time i do that it's gonna be fractured it's not gonna be the complete picture ever so Mm. As long as I try to just stay true to myself, I guess. And as as, as long as I mean that sounds super corny, but as long as I'm, <laughs> I mean it does. It sounds super corny. I'm 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 slowly playing like a swelling orchestral tune right now. Yeah. When you see the light, yeah, you're my true color shining through. Oh um, but <laughs> but. I'm uh, just trying to make sure that at the end of the day, no matter what I might see or hear or um, or whatever I pass through my periphery, you know, as long as I have some kind of um, kindness to myself, I think is what mm-hmm. um, I am striving for every day. Yeah. Yeah. Being kind to yourself is hard, so but then hard. it's like 
real, but but realistically, like kind of the most important things yeah. you can do. Yeah, like um, we were talking about it like before we started um recording how like I'm um always anxious and anxious and anxious and anxious and then I'm nostalgic, and I um mm. I haven't and I have difficulty trying to enjoy the present and enjoy like what's happening currently and being able to embrace that and i feel like that goes you know as far as like you know my early days of weight loss and just being anxious and anxious and not actually enjoying the fact that i'm like you know feeling good about myself or you know i have lost you know you know x amount of pounds and not ever thinking about you know in real time my progress just being anxious about the fact that i'm not going to hit my mark and then as soon as I, mm-hmm. you know, get to a certain place that I'm nostalgic about, like, oh, look at me. Remember I was doing all those cool things and never actually enjoying myself when I was doing those cool things. So it's just, right. you know, that kind of attitude kind of penetrates everything that you can be in. And that just goes back to self-care and just being able to, like, you know, be as present as possible no matter what kind of journey or personal journey you're going through. Mm, it's the curse of continually looking forward. Validation. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so this is a brief trigger warning. Um, we are about to talk about rape um, and acknowledging it. So if that is super sensitive to you or people around you, just like skip ahead um about 10 minutes hey share hey you know what time it is it is open call time it's open call time open call it is open call time so if you're unfamiliar with open call open call is where we give a shout out to what it is we're feeling this week it can be an idea it can be a thought it can be anything that we so please so it will be so what are you feeling this week share um i kind of have two but um sure throw a caution yeah. in the wind okay, Go for it. yeah let's do it so the first one is i got to revisit um one of my favorite movies of last year uh last week called Saint street and um i'm not sure if i talked to you about this already or you mentioned on the show you, I, Saint, I don't remember but okay so Saint street is the third film from john carney he's the guy who did once and also begin again and he uh, did this musical called Saint Street. It's a coming of age story. It's based on this um, kid. He's like 14, 15 years old in Ireland in, the, in 1985. And his parents are getting divorced. And so him kind of like coping with that, he starts getting more and more involved with music. And his older brother is a music fanatic and like kind of teaches him um, the ways of music, going through genres like pop, the goth. And he starts a band in his school to impress this girl that he likes a lot. And it is, it was the best musical that came out last year. I'm looking at you, Lilland. You're we're trash compared to Scene Street. <laughs> Scene Street's incredible. Um, it was nominated for a Golden Globe, but unfortunately lost to another movie. Um, but it's just fun. The music is great. There's a lot of original songs, and it's just really fun to watch. And I, I've watched it now, I think, three or four times. I think, like, last week's my fourth time watching it and it just brings me this kind of like euphoria and just like happiness um i think 80s music in general has always given me that kind of like you know happy feeling and even when the music was sad it kind of gave me this weird joy so shout out to Sane street but another thing i found on netflix was over the weekend dave Chappelle put out two 
um, comedy specials. Um, I've only watched the first one called The Age of Spin. And my God, that Negro is so problematic. He's yeah, I was so about to say. Like, so, so I had a friend come over. Um, what, was it, what was that? Like uh, earlier this uh, this week. And I came home. He he was here. He was watching it. And I was like, oh, is that the Dave Chappelle special? And I was like, he's like, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. Some people have been telling me about it. Um, should I watch it? And he was like, well, the first one was problematic. There were a lot of rape jokes. And I was like, I, it's yep. a hard pass for me. And... Yep. So, as someone who did watch it, tell me about it. Oh my god! Um, yeah, there was a lot of rape jokes. Like, mm. ugh, like they and they weren't even that clever. Mm. Um, but I think the part that got me the most was um, actually no, the ended in rape jokes too. Fuck. Um, so I. <laughs> So I think this should not be an open call. <laughs> no, but like there, like I think the open call is because like there was the first part of the of the of the of the um the, the special was good, and then it took a turn. And um, I liked what he was talking about. The reason, like the part that kind of like got to me was the part where he was talking about how he locks people's phones on his shows, and so they can't record. And mm-hmm. he talks about like how um, just. It was kind of him talking about like millennials. You gotta get your hand, your heads out of the computers and heads out the, um, your phones and like you know the instant gratification, mm. and it was just interesting his critique on it. I'm not saying it was like the right one by any means, but um, it was interesting hearing his take on it as someone who's been kind of out of the public eye for the most part for the better part of ten years, and seeing him kind of like re-enter the landscape in um. In comedy and how it's changed so much the past 10 years like between i think it was courted sometime in 2016 when he left you know the scene in 2006 you know there wasn't really video um on your phones that just wasn't a thing so um hearing that was interesting but um most of that special was pretty problematic but mm. Um, so what if you know. just like gave shout outs to just like certain timestamps? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, oh, man. But, but, I, don't but know. I, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. And like, I, I did laugh quite a lot that first part. I can't think of anything else right now because like the rape jokes were very prominent. Um, and it's, it's a bummer because like, um, the, my, the section that I liked the most until it ended that way, I was going to bring up earlier was just talking about like kind of like the sixties and how like, you know, he was going through like decade by decade about like the world, the age of spin and how like, you know, as when like in the sixties, how if you stood up for what you believed in, you were murdered, you know, and I'll talk about the assassinations in the seventies and how it's kind of the reconstruction of that in the eighties. And then he kind of like ended it all. It was like in that time, Bill Cosby raped 54 women. And I was like, Oh God, Dave, mm-hmm. you had me and then you fucked it up. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. It depends on how you feel about Dave Chappelle. I, I loved his show, the initial run on the comedy central on comedy central. I loved his show a lot. And I think he is important in the uh, landscape of black comedy, but I don't know. I wanted to give him a chance. I may watch the second episode, the second special. I don't know. Did you have any? Like, did you have any like insight about the second uh, one, or did you, did you I, watch that one? Too? I didn't watch any of it. 
I okay. I mean, I your, he, he saw your he, friend. He, he saw the first one while okay. I was gone at work. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he, he kind of stopped uh, because obviously like everybody was home and we were just all kicking it. Word. But I don't know. I don't know about the second one. I haven't watched it, but yeah, because yeah. like also there he was talking about transgenders too. Yeah, oh, he kind fuck. of he was kind of out here, and it's like okay, Dave Chappelle, you were out in these streets, I guess, just giving your opinions. All right. So, um, but yeah, I did want to give a shout out to that just because I feel like it's out there, and I don't know, I'm I uh, just maybe shout out's the wrong word. Yeah, maybe shout out is the wrong word. Shout out to Jason Real. <laughs> um, no. Um I don't know. I I'm conflicted. Very I have very complicated feelings about that. You know what? And in in hum, human uh, that's that's humans. Yeah. You know, we're complex. And it's okay. Yeah. We're complex, chair. But it is out there for you to watch if you want to watch on Netflix. All right. So what about you, James? What about, what about you? What are your uh, calls this week? Open calls this week. So what I'm feeling this week is this book by Durga Chubos, and it's called Too Much and Not the Mood. Um, it's a book that comes out uh, on April 11th, and you can get it on Amazon. But I was super lucky uh, that I got a pre-release copy of it um, because she was featured on one of the shows we were producing on MTV called Lady Problems. And oh my God, share. So this book, so it's a series of essays. And this book, when I talk about her writing style, it's just like, the only way I can describe it is just like tender introspection that feels just so rooted in today. You know what I'm saying? So like, the way that she twists metaphors into like reflecting her life as a writer and her like upbringing is just like, like, yo, I was like tearing up, like just within the first essay, like her writing is my God. It's just like a a beautiful reflection. Like I read it today, actually right before we hopped on the mic. So like, it's still like all in my feelings and it's like a super gloomy day out here in Brooklyn. Like it's, it's raining. It's like, not chilly but they're not warm so it's like all like in between like i don't know if something's in retrograde but i uh, it like caught me in all my feelings and it's just a fantastic group of essays like you should literally like as you're reading this just like pull out your phone right now um go to amazon put too much and not in the mood and just pre-order it it's a fantastic book that's all i got So thank y'all so much for listening to us just like ramble on and talk to each other. Um, <laughs> really, really appreciate you all in your ears and your time. We love you. We do. I think so. Yes. We love yeah, you. Man, you've you've like been still two, on this journey. This is awesome. Yeah. You were like two years in, man. Like, Yeah. This is wild. Still in it. Yeah. Um, so for folks who are new, um, open it is, is myself and Cher Vincent. Myself name is James D. Green. And we're a proud member of two networks, Pulse Loudness, which is a collective of independent audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and or queer identified hosts, and the CPC, the Chicago Podcast Co-op. You can follow us on Twitter at OpenEndedFM, or you can follow me at Share Musings. And you can follow me at underscore James D. Green. We promise that we'll tweet more at Open Ended FM. I mean, honestly, we just kind of like post when we have a new show or if like we got some like shit to talk or like, <laughs> I don't know. 
it's cute yeah it's a cute sweater. yeah it's cool we were, we're pretty chill but if you like what we are doing here or you just want to give us some snaps you can head over to itunes and give us a five-star rating or leave a little bit of a review we really appreciate it yeah i mean i wonder if people have given us a review already i'm, I'm actually just gonna check right now because you know we're on the internet and on the internet yeah so let's check right now and quick and see if we got some uh, itunes reviews okay look at this look at this shit all right so i'm gonna read uh the what do we have right here so we have hard to define but that's why i like it by pitch design the most recent episode is almost more performance than story a kind and thoughtful contemporary reflection of loss on the time of the internet and then there's one that's really nice and it says great chemistry makes a great show i loved hearing the evolution of the show from the humble beginnings of james and Cher talking to the iphone headsets to having the much more refined audio we hear now what hasn't changed though is why i'd really dig the show and it's the chemistry between the two of them as well as their guests regardless of the topic being discussed the obvious connection is obvious which makes every episode engaging you should listen to this so yeah right. so i mean i'm just saying i'm just saying i mean we right now we're receipts. right we now we got receipts. full five stars out here yes. and 23 ratings so let's bump that up please yes. um and just check out the new album art that i illustrated i'm just saying i think it's cute it's very cute um anything else share uh i think that's it but um until next time keep things open-ended Post loudness. Audio.